Good morning, everybody. It's Jesse Wayne Taylor here. Papa T, bald-headed country boys coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right, brother. Sunday morning coming down. Yep. That's what you said last time. I know. That's, that's a good song, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a good song. I had this, uh, this substitute teacher in high school that would, uh, when he would sub in our classes, he would bring his guitar. He called him Cowboy Dan. Cowboy Dan was my favorite substitute teacher. I had a lot, they were great substitute That's teachers. That's because you weren't learning anything. No, we were. But like he always brought his guitar and he always played us a couple songs and it was like, I always thought that was the coolest thing. Like seriously, like I was like, this is the bomb. Yeah. So I loved Cowboy Dan and I loved, uh, hearing those tunes he played us. That was when he played the, he was like, Man, I don't know if y'all need to go home and tell your mom and daddy I played this one for you, but yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> got, some, got some questionable lyrics in it, but it's a great song. It's just one of those songs that you can just listen to. and Well, for a lot of people, it's been reality. It's you know? a very relatable song. So, you know, like a lot of Johnny Cash and stuff. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How's your week been? Man, fair to Midland. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a busy one for me. Been a, it was a slow week for me. Yeah. It picked up at the end of the week, but it's been a slow week. Everybody's been talking about how slow it's been this week. I don't know. I think the heat gets to people. You know, of course, obviously, I'm not out in the heat. I'm, I work in an office. But, you know, a lot of the people that I work with are out in the heat, and they're just tired, you know? Yeah. And I get it. I completely <clears throat> get it. You know, mm-hmm. they get up every morning, and they, and they you know, have to get out in this heat and, we, and it, it's it's really 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 hard to do um when it's just this hot yeah you know and uh they're 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 just tired and I, I i completely understand where they're coming from uh which leads me into my rant that i wanted to go on this i was morning. about to say what's your rant yeah I, you and i were just talking a few minutes ago and i said i have a rant that i want to go on this morning so let me get a sip of a Good old cold diet Mountain Dew, and I'm going to go on a rant. And I don't want any comments out of my Aunt Donna. You don't get to comment on this. Okay? So, there we have it. She's probably going to comment anyway, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right, so, sip of diet Mountain Dew. That was the longest preparation for a sip of diet Mountain Dew I've ever witnessed. That's good stuff, man. All right, so, this morning I get up. I get ready, and I leave, and I'm thinking Cracker Barrel or Waffle House, maybe Hardee's for breakfast, okay? What time was this? I left the house at uh, 9 o'clock. I almost texted you at 1 o'clock when I was driving back home last night and was like, now is the time when I would be willing to go eat with you at Waffle House. Because yeah, see, at 1 like, o'clock. I was asleep at 1. I, I figured you were, and that's why I didn't text you, because yeah. I wanted to make sure now, you if was you'd up. been up at 5, but we'd that's have definitely done a Waffle House run. There, Therein lies the issue, though. You're like, why don't you, you, you know, you get mad because I don't ever want to go do that. But you want to go at 5 in the morning, and that is when I'm asleep. And 1 a.m. is more of a t- Now, I'm not up at 1 a.m. every single night. Most of the time, it's like, you know, 11, 30, 12 kind of deal. 
But I happened to be up like that late last night, and I w- happened to be hungry at that time. And well, I was know, sitting there thinking in the car, I was like, I, dude, me and Dad could go destroy Waffle House right now, but he's asleep. And he'll be up you, at 5 o'clock going by himself. So Saturday night, or at 1 o'clock this morning, I was asleep. At 1 o'clock Saturday morning, I was still awake. Interesting. I think it's just like from being up late playing music for so many years yeah. and like eating late. Like, I mean, I would play – if I didn't, if I didn't, a lot of times I wouldn't want to eat before I played because right. it would be just like sit on my stomach when I'm trying to sing and stuff. And so I would eat afterwards. So I mean, like, I mean, there was a lot of times I would eat like a legitimate meal at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Well, and I like to, me I don't and, need to eat late. Me and Matt Bell did Waffle House Wednesday every single Wednesday for yeah. like a year. Yeah. And we played, uh, Losers out in Cool Springs every yeah. Wednesday night. Well, my, my, going back to my morning. Sorry. No, no, you're good, dude. Um, Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, maybe Hardee's. So I get to thinking on the way out the road, you know, I, I do need to little, be a little more conscious about my, my, my intake on, on food. Just had a doctor's appointment on Friday. So, you know, we always have the discussions about everything that I got going on and, you know, every time we, it's good for me to go because it, at least after that, for the first few weeks, I'm like, okay, I really need to, you know, I really need to do better. Yeah. You know. So anyway, I said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Panera Bread and get me a bagel this morning and a cup of, 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 of a caramel latte, non-fat yeah. caramel latte, no whipped cream with an extra shot. Okay. So I go over there. Now, you know, they got these kiosks where you can order these things now. Right. You know, I don't like using kiosks. Okay. I like to talk to a human being face to face, place my order, have them read the order back to me, pay them cash, and put a tip in a tip jar. Okay. If there's a tip bucket there, I always put a little money in You would rather do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. See... Uh, I don't know if I would. I think yeah. I would rather cut the tip out and do the. No, when you do it on the kiosk, there's still a thing on there for a tip. Now, I know that why, sounds why bad. I'm like I cut out a person's this, job. Why am I but, tipping the machine? But you still tip the machine. I don't tip the machine. I feel I feel badly if I don't tip. The I've machine. never felt badly for not tipping a machine. But I'd rather pay. I would rather see this young man or young woman or old I man or get old that woman point. face to face. Yeah, wish that, them a good morning. Yeah, they give somebody a job too. I get that. I'm not. You know, a, I, I'm all for all that. Go up right? there. Good morning. How are you this morning? You know. So well, sometimes though you don't get that, and that's another thing okay. that's, that's, that's that. And the, here's where my here's where my rant. That's going. when I'm like, let me have the kiosk. I'd rather have that than deal with somebody who don't want to be there. Here's where is, my here's where my rant is going, and I've noticed it a lot more since COVID. Okay, is it? People have become mediocre in their job performances. Mediocre is the new acceptable standard in our society. Mm. And I don't like it. All right, so here's what happened this morning. I walk up there to the cash register, and I stood there maybe three minutes. Felt like an hour. But, I, you know, I stood there maybe three minutes. Finally, this young lady walks up, and I say, good morning. And she said, can I help you? 
Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I gave her my order. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, gave me the total. I paid with a credit card, but I always put cash in the tip bucket. Mm-hmm. She never once said, thank you. Thanks for coming in here this morning. You know, and so I'm thinking to myself, okay, this young lady is maybe having a bad day. So right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to give her the benefit of the benefit doubt. of the doubt, you know? And I told her when I walked around, I walked off. I said, I hope you have a great day. You too. And that was it. And I'm thinking, man, I got scammed. You know, I went up here to, you know, I want to pay, I want to give this young lady some money for an overpriced coffee. And yeah, a stale bagel. Definitely overpriced. Probably for sure. Stale. You know, but at least I wanted to be nice to, I wanted her to be nice to me and me be nice to her and us and me walk away from that going, man, you know what? I don't mind paying for an overpriced coffee and a stale bagel. If I'm going to get, if I'm going to get somebody that's going to be nice to me like that, you doggone straight. I'll come in here again in the morning. And that is why I will go to Chick-fil-A when I don't want chicken sandwiches because my pleasure. And nine times out of ten, there every once in a while you will get. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody does. goes through days where they don't want to be at work. Everybody has yep. problems. I I get that. Um, but I will say this: on average, as far as uh, customer service and quality goes, Chick Fil A is top tier. Oh, and I'd I don't say you're say, right. There's not one other restaurant. That is even close. Not especially not a chain to to them and their consistency, mm-hmm. and that is why even when I do not want a chicken sandwich, I will still choose to mm-hmm. go to Chick Fil A because I know I'm going to leave there satisfied it, with how I got treated. Right. That's that's why I'm leaving. Well, here's and and okay. Let me finish. Let me finish my 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 story. Sorry, but, keep but, cutting you No, you're good. No, you're good. So then I go over there and I sit down on the bench waiting for my order. Right. Have no problem with that. That gives me good time to go through my emails, clear those off, get on Facebook, see how many people got to go swimming yesterday, that type of thing. Right. You know. And so I waited seven or eight minutes for my bagel and my coffee, which is okay. They were a little busy. And the gentleman that handed me my order calls my name and then i walk up there and pick it up and i said hey man thank you very much hope you have a great day and he goes yeah you too and i turned around and walked off okay i go over and sit down to to drink this overpriced coffee and eat this stale bagel and first thing i do is take the lid off the coffee and it's got whipped cream on it now really? i i love whipped cream I do. I didn't used to like it when I was a kid. I'd puke it up. But I love it now, okay? But I don't want whipped cream on my coffee this morning. The reason I went to Panera was to be a little more healthy than I would have if I'd have gone to Cracker Barrel or to the Waffle House, right? Yeah. So I didn't want whipped cream. Got whipped cream, okay? Then I take a drink of it, and I'm going, this doesn't have an extra shot in it, all right? So I walk back up to the counter and I go, hey, man, um, this was supposed to be without whipped cream and I wanted an extra shot in it. And it just so happened that he, the, my receipt was still sitting there. I didn't see it. I didn't right. pick it up. And he goes, oh, yeah. Well, do you want us to remake it for you? 
Obviously, like, that's why I walked up here. And like, I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. I, I, I just want, I, no, I'm good. Dude, yeah, you're crazy. I would have said yes. And I went yes. back over and I sat down and I'm, I am furious. At yeah, this you, point. you should not have done that. <laughs> that was, that was, that was, yeah, no, nah, dude, you should not have done. I can't wait to tell you another story after I this. I am so, I cannot wait to tell furious you a story at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, that is, that is going to be the downfall of our society is mediocrity. Of people getting up every day and saying, I'm going to do just enough today to get by. Yeah. I'm not going to go above and beyond to do anything. I don't understand it. My generation wasn't raised that way. You kids were not raised that way. We, we have gotten so just laid back and saying, I'm going to do the least amount that I can possibly do to get by. And I am tired of it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. It's not what this country was built on. It's not what this society is supposed to be. And I'm telling you right now, people my age, you got youngins, you got grand youngins. You start teaching your youngins and grand youngins today that mediocrity ain't going to get it. Yeah. It ain't going to work in this country. Yeah. And it will kill us if we just keep being laid back like that. Right. I, and I've seen it in so in the last year, I can count. And we've gone to maybe fifty restaurants in the last year. You know, we we eat out about once a week, probably. We go to about fifty restaurants once a year. I can count on one hand the number of times that I've had better than mediocre service. I have one incident in my mind. Where I've had excellent service, one in 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 a year, and it wasn't this way before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Back three or four, four or five years ago, you go out to eat somewhere and you felt like that they really were glad that you came into their establishment, and they felt honored that they were the ones there that were going to be. And it's not just in the restaurant industry. Let me tell you a place I love to go. I love to go to this place. All right. Bass Tire here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Love to go to Bass Tire. You know why I love to go to Bass Tire? When I walk in, there's two guy, two or three guys working behind the counter. They always wish you a good morning. Yep. They take your vehicle. They ask you, do you have someone coming to pick you up, or do you need us to give you a courtesy ride to your, to your office or place of work? Then they, uh, if Mr. Bass is there, his name is Steve Bass. Steve Bass doesn't know me from Adam. Mr. Bass walks up and he'll say, hey, young man, how are you doing today? Having a good day? And he'll come over. If I'm sitting on the bench outside, Mr. Bass come over and sit down next to me and we'll talk. Yeah. And he, when he gets ready to get up, he reaches over and pops him on the knee and says, thank you for coming in. We really appreciate your business, Hoss. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, I'm fixing to give this guy $550 to fix my car. I want to give him $550 <laughs> to fix my car. Yeah. After that, it does you not know? feel as bad. Yeah. It does not feel like, as bad. When you get traded like that, that, that makes it a lot easier. <sighs> so let me, let me tell you one. Okay. Let me tell you one. And this, this is a good story in, inside of your rant. It's like a flip flop. Okay. Good. I need a flip flop. <clears throat> so my girlfriend, Catherine, she has to get a new battery in her car, Jeep Grand Cherokee about a year ago. 
go get a new battery. Guy puts it in for us. You know, we go into the auto zone, tell her what kind of vehicles she's got, who looks up the battery it's supposed to be, he goes and gets the battery, puts it in. We go on with life. Car starts having really weird issues. Like it would in the middle of driving down the interstate, it would just like flicker and then like like come back alive. And then like sometimes it would just like shut off and it was just like weird and random and we like never knew what was happening and when like what when it was gonna do it. I think we even got it checked out at least once just to like you know what what's going on and like nothing was ever fixed, right? A couple weeks ago. Catherine had uh, like her car broke down in the middle of the road. She right. was driving and it just stopped running. Luckily she was on a back road um over like near Green Hills going on where it was like 30, 35, something like maybe even less than that, maybe like 25. Right. So it wasn't super busy and thank goodness, but it was in the middle of the day and it was super hot. And she had to sit out there for hours waiting for the, um, the tow truck to come get her with no air condition, nothing. She's just sitting there sweating her brains out. Mom went and met up with her and sat with her for hours till the tow truck came. They came. They took it to another shop. Turns out it was the wrong battery that was mm -hmm. put in the vehicle, and um, that was what was causing all the issues. So several hundred dollars later after that was dealt with and the car was correctly, you know, fixed, a new battery and all that, all that jazz, right? So at this point, she's out the, you know, 200 and however much she spent on the battery the first time and then the several hundred dollars she did to have the work done on the car and the new, new battery put mm -hmm. in, right? Mm -hmm. So um, she's she's super frustrated about all of that. And I didn't even realize she was planning on stopping back in that store that she bought the first battery from. But, but she mentioned that last a couple weeks ago when we were coming back from Fairview, she was like, let's let's just stop in there. I was like, cool. So I stayed in the car and answered some text messages and let her go in and head. And she was in there for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm going to go on inside. So I went in inside too. And the guy she was talking with, I could tell was just like, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that, that was all that was going to be said. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, I feel like she should at least get her money back for that battery. Right. Like, right. At the very least that, because there was a, this is, Several hundred dollars later, a whole evening of being, my mom had to give up her evening. Like I was not going to be happy unless she got at least her money back on that battery. And mm -hmm. if it came in a, like a gift card, whatever, I was going to be cool with that. But I was going to be mad if they let Catherine walk out of there with right. nothing. And that's exactly what they did. And I, we were sitting out in the parking lot getting ready to leave. And I was like, I just don't feel comfortable. This is not right. I don't. Like, I'm not cool with this, and I I don't want us to leave here without us at least going back in and getting a receipt. I mm -hmm. want to go get a receipt of what you paid for so we have that and, like, have another conversation with them. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. We went back in, and the, luckily the guy that we talked to this time happened to be managing the store at the time, and I believe his name was Patricio. And the reason I say his name is because he had unbelievable customer service, mm -hmm. okay? So – he did not want to have this conversation. I could tell. He was very um, squirmy about it. Obviously, you know, it was like a $230 battery. And I, I think he could tell by the 
conversation we were having with the other gentleman that we probably wanted our money back or something like that, right? So he's not trying to lose money on the day. I can tell that. Like they call corporate. They have a conversation about not being able to find our receipt, blah, blah, blah. Catherine's like, I find that very hard to believe that you can't go back in the records a year to find a receipt, and blah, blah, blah. We did this whole thing, and I'm like, look. I start to get a little frustrated. I'm like, look. I don't feel like this is okay, what happened to her here. And I was like, I'm not expecting anything from what she paid for, you know, from the other car place to be taken care of. I said, but I do, like, I feel like she should at least get her money back on this on this battery. And he goes, "Do you, do you is that what you want? You want your money back on the battery? And I was like, I would feel so much better if that was the case. And he said, do you have the battery with you? And she goes, yeah. He's like, go get the battery and I'll give you your money back. So we walked out to the car, got the battery, brought it inside. He did not want to give us that money, but he did. He pulled 200, however many dollars worth of cash out of their cash drawer on a Sunday. So they probably didn't have much. Right. And he, he handed it to me and said, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I said, look, dude, I'm really sorry this happened to you too. He's like, yeah, man, I've only been here for a year and I feel like I've done nothing but correct people's mistakes for uh-huh. a year. And I was like, I'm really sorry that you're having to do this right now. And I was like, but thank you so much for doing this the way that you did it. I said, because it makes me want to go tell my mama and daddy how you treated me down here and let them know that anytime they need something from an auto zone to go see Patricio. And I didn't even think about the podcast, but here I am telling everybody that listens to this. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what auto zone it is, but it's between Fairview and, and Brentwood. But there's an auto zone with a guy named Patricio who is just a good hearted dude. He'll, well, he'll you treat know, you right. And here's the thing. Um, everybody makes mistakes. I can't tell you how many mistakes I made last week. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. Okay. Apologize. Man, I'm sorry I messed up. Okay. Be the first, be that, let that be the very first thing that comes out of your mouth and then correct that issue immediately. Yeah. The coolest thing about this guy though was this was not his mistake, but he still corrected it. He still corrected it. And you that know. was, that was, um, I, I, man, I wished I had the money and needed something because I would have just went in there and bought it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to so bad, but I didn't, I didn't have any money, extra money to spend. I didn't like, I don't know. I don't know that if, if it's, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if we've just become a society and, and you know what you 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 could be right. Maybe I maybe I should have asked that young man to make remake 100%, my coffee. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because you know if he had grabbed my cup and said, "Man, I am so sorry. I'm going to fix this coffee again for you, and we're going to make it right." That would have made you want to go back to Panera the next time and you I'd left for like, breakfast, right? Tomorrow morning, I'm stopping in here. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. get your name. I'm going to speak to you and call you by name. Exactly. But now you don't even want to go to Panera. Probably won't go. And that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Um. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. And I, so like I worked, I had a very customer service related, um, retail job at Nashville Armory for several years. And I did my very best to at least while I was there, make the people that I interacted with enjoy seeing me. That way I could enjoy seeing them. In all honesty, I didn't necessarily want to be there working that job at the time. Mm-hmm. Any any of those years I was there, I loved that job. I loved the people I was there with, but I didn't necessarily want to be there. So I had to force myself to f- like find ways to really enjoy doing that job. And one thing was the interaction with people. And, uh, yeah, I just really tried my best to, to, to smile and, and, you know, just to make people feel better because it made me feel better. 
Um, and then, I, I had and, days and so that were the, bad. Don't get me wrong. I had days that were bad. And I, rem- I now that I'm thinking back on it, I can remember days when I had coworkers that would come in and try to pump me up. And I would have, you know, workers that would be nice to me, you know, to try to pump me up. But like, I still, I still think that I was at least very cordial and, and at least tried to make that person feel better, even if I wasn't. Here's, here's the thing. When you're dealing with somebody who wants to give you money, okay? Yeah. When you're dealing with somebody who wants to give your company money, and you may be having the worst day in the world, okay? When you have that few moments of interaction with that person, and you may feel like this is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, set that aside. And treat that person with respect because they're trying to give you their money. Okay. Then when they leave, if you need to go walk down the hall into a closet and sit there and, and beat the walls with your fist. Yeah. To, to, to get it out of your system, then do that. But don't let them, don't let them walk away. Feeling like, man, I don't know why I, 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 I don't, I, I, I just feel, I just feel like it, this really stinks, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's, that's the kind of what, that's the way I felt this morning. I, and, and, and it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's everywhere. Not Chick-fil-A. Not Chick-fil-A. Well, I'm going to be straight with you, you dude. Know. I mean, seriously, I, I, I can't, I cannot think of a time when I haven't, had I, the last time I went to a Chick Fil A, I was in. I was the one being an, a rotten. I was going to say another word, but I ain't going to say it. I was being rotten. Yeah. And the and I talked to that worker, and by the end of me ordering my chicken, he put a smile on my face. I'm telling you, dude, that makes me want to go to Daggum Chick Fil A today, but I can't because they're closed. Well, the uh, going back to Bass Tire, okay. And I've used Bass Tire as an example. The people that I work with numerous times. It's the only place that I've ever been to where they call you and they say, man, this, this certain thing is wrong with your vehicle and it's going to be $750 to get it fixed. And I'll be like, oh, $750. Yeah, but no, we're going to warranty this, you know, so forth, so on like that. And then when you go in there and you're, to pick up your vehicle and you have to pull out that credit card and you know they're going to hit you with 750 bucks. They're sitting there and they are talking to you. They're asking you about your day. Yeah. You know, they're telling you things about your vehicle that you didn't even know that, you know, bring it back in in so-and-so months and we'll check this for you and things like that. And when you walk out there again, I just had to give that dude 550, 750, whatever it is. And then I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. You know, and we've gone on about this way too long this morning. I'm sorry. I hope it just hadn't bored everybody to tears. But let me just just, just sum it up. Papa T's first rant. Just sum it up for you. Man, be good to people. Mm-hmm. Be good to everybody. You don't know what kind of day a person's having. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in their lives. People put up a happy front when sometimes they're dying on the inside. Yeah. Are already dead on the inside. Be good to people. 
Open the door for somebody. Thank the man that holds the door for you, the lady that holds the door for you. Um, somebody drops something, reach down and pick it up. Just be good to people. It's simple. It's mm-hmm. really, it, it, man, this ain't rocket science we're talking about here. It's just common courtesy being good to each other. That's all it is. Yeah. So there, there's the end of my rant. I'm done now. There you go. That was a good one though. I got in on that one. You know, it's just, I'm glad you brought that up though, where I could bring up Patricio because that was that, that just really, I, I've wanted to give that date a hug. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, he, uh, sound like he went above and beyond and that's, that's what I'm talking about. Go above and beyond. Cause he could have, he could have definitely not done that. Yeah. He could have definitely not done that and we would have left there and we would have left pissed and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. It really probably wouldn't have mattered that much, Mm-mm. but man, that, that meant a lot to me. Mm-mm. No, I'm, I, like I said, we're, we're done talking about it, but go above and beyond. Be good to people. It's easy. And it, I, and you know what else? It makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You're having a terrible day. Be so nice to somebody. They, they, they are so nice to you back. It'll change your attitude every time. Yeah. Do that. You know, somebody at your work is doing an outstanding job. Write them an anonymous note. Throw it on their desk. We appreciate everything you do for us. And then walk off. Yeah. And I guarantee you that person's going to be going around all day long. Who left this note on my desk? You know, just be, just play dumb. <laughs> you know, um, just be good to people. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. That's all you got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Well, uh, we've had a couple cool weeks the last couple weeks doing some interviews and playing your tuba solo. Yeah, I got a lot of feedback on that tuba solo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I got a lot of feedback on that. Got so. some shares and posts. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody was fired up about the pictures I posted of you. Yeah, man. What about that lean, son? I had the lean. You got that lean. I had the lean. I was talking yeah. to somebody last yesterday who is a French horn player. And I was like, you know, my dad, he played tuba in high school, and I found this recording and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I've always wanted to get my hands on one for him to mess around with again. And I was like, I went to Nashville used music the other day and there was one in there for like three thousand bucks. And I was like <laughs> Man, you can yeah, those tubas that's We're gonna have to find one to borrow, buddy. There ain't no way you're gonna be able to buy one of those anytime soon. The ones that we had in high school were the old fiberglass sousaphones. Mm. And they were just fiberglass. And that's the reason that that when and listening even listening to the tape it sounded kind of flat. There's yeah. really no way for that that because fiberglass absorbs the sound. Right. Now, I was always envious of the bands where the tuba players had the big brass horns. And you talk about projecting the sound. It was it was amazing. Now, in the concert band, I, pl- I played not a sousaphone. I played a tuba that was all brass, and the sound was completely different. You know, it would, you had to... When you would tune your instrument, you had to tune it different ways. You tuned the fiberglass one way, you, you tuned the brass instrument another way. That's interesting. Um, because, uh, just because of the, the, the material that the instrument's made out of. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, really cool that you found, that found that recording. I've gotten some, I've gotten some decent feedback from that. So that's pretty cool. And last time we hit Pawpaw. Yeah. Which was pretty awesome. Yeah. You were, I remember you were talking about, uh, you know how cool it was to hear the him and Paul talking next to each other and like hearing how 
close to their voices. Sound, yeah. Well. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things when I first started listening to all these old tapes was hearing each of those individuals, hearing you and hearing, um, you know, hearing Jerry and Leo in your voice, but then also for sure hearing Sullivan. I mean, you have got a lot of Sullivan in your voice too. Well, I could be, uh, I could be uh, like a lot of worse people. Oh, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying like, it, you, yeah, it, it's, it's like a, it's a real, it's a real, uh, strong mix. And it's just interesting to listen to those, those kinds of things for sure. No doubt. Um, but yeah, that's been real fun for me and it's been fun to listen to you as a kid. Well, it's been a lot of fun to me to hear it, you know, like my daddy and my granddaddy and even little, little snippets of my mama in there every once in a while. But I sounded like a goon when I was a kid. That's hilarious. I didn't think you, you sounded like a goon. Yeah, I did. I sounded like a little backwoods country bumpkin goon is what I sounded like. So, well, you kind of were. I definitely, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Well, you don't have any other ranch you need to get into today, do you? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, my ranch are over, and I, I kind of feel bad. You know, that's a bad thing. When you go on a rant, you feel bad. I kind of want to go back to Panera and just give them another chance. Just give them another chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've worked for the public for 33 years, and I'll guarantee you there's been days when people that I I have not knocked it out of the park Every single time. I've not gone above and beyond every single time. And I'm sure that there have been days when I go into, go into work and I'm just saying, I'm just going to do what I have to do to get by today. And I'm going to, I guarantee you I've done the same thing. But as I've gotten older, I hope that attitude has changed. And I hope the people that deal with me see that I don't have as much of that attitude as I once did or that they never see that attitude come out of me again. It's probably going to happen. It sure it happens to everybody, you know. But yeah. still, so yeah. But I kind of want to go back in there and uh, just uh, give them another chance. Yeah, you know. But anyway, it is what it is. Well, maybe you should give them another chance. I think that's I think that's totally fair. And uh, well, I give Cracker Barrel other chances all the time. Yeah, and there ain't no place in Nashville makes me mad in Cracker Barrel on Seaco Drive. <laughs> No place in Nashville. No, sir. They they fire. They, I get fired up every time I go in there. I do. It makes me mad. But I keep giving them chance after chance after chance, and I I I just like, you know, just don't like it. Wow. But I keep going back in there. I was about to say I, I just didn't expect to hear you say that because of how frequently you go. I but it's because I I like Cracker Barrel in general. You can always find something to eat at Cracker Barrel. Okay. Few things Cracker Barrel's done that I don't like. Yeah. Okay. First of all, and I'm talking about Cracker Barrel at, at, in, in general from the corporate Cracker Barrel. Corporate Cracker Barrel's got some big wigs up there running the place. All right. That don't know anything about what people want when they go into Cracker Barrel. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So what they've done is they've gone and got some MBAs to come in there. They've got their <laughs> masters in, in in accounting, and they've got their masters in uh, advertising, and they've got their masters in business administration, yeah. and they've hired these people to come up here and sit in their corporate office in Lebanon, Tennessee. And they've decided we are going we are going to change Cracker Barrel. Okay, case in point. 
took away the steak and biscuits. They took away steak and biscuits a long time ago. Now, Cracker Barrel's got biscuits, and they got steak. Serve biscuits, they serve biscuits, and they serve steak all day long. Don't have steak and biscuits anymore. (laughs) Then they bring in beer. Okay? Not against somebody having a beer if that's what they want to do. And I'm not against Cracker Barrel having a beer if that's what they want to do. But why do you remove something off the menu to bring in beer? And, And they didn't do it that way, but I'm just saying... I know of a ton of people that would go in there and order steak and biscuits, and they took them off the menu, and then they bring in beer. Yeah. MBAs. MBAs. <laughs> okay. People that are so smart, they ain't got a lick of sense. I do think it has definitely still changed, though, quite a bit over the years. All right, yeah. let me tell you something else I did. It for sure has turned more into like a little, I don't know, it's less homey and more like a little mart. Uh, it's it's a lot less homey. Yeah. All right. You go in, I for years, decades, I've gone in, ordered the Uncle Herschel's favorite. Yeah. Eggs over medium, country ham, hash brown casserole. Yeah. All right? This is what you get with Uncle Herschel's favorite. You got two eggs, country ham, biscuits, gravy, grits, or hash brown casserole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's how long I've ordered that because I can I know more about what's on Arco's favorite than the person sitting there working at, at Cracker Barrel. That's how long I've ordered it, right? <laughs> Go in up there the other day, didn't even need a menu. I want the Uncle Herschel's favorite. Oh, we don't have that anymore. <clears throat> really? And I went, what? What happened? They said, let me get you a menu. Brought me a menu over. Now you do this. You order. It's they complicated. The MBAs are time complicated everything. You order, you order your eggs, how you want them, what meat you want, and then what sides that you want, and they add it all up together. So where yep. the Uncle Herschel's favorite was nine seventy nine, now it's going to be like twelve bucks. Yep. Okay. So you know what I ordered? I ordered an egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. Or the six dollars instead of getting the nine seventy nine for the Uncle Herschel's favorite item, you know what they got? Six dollars. Yeah. Because I was so frustrated with, with trying, not that I couldn't have figured it out. <laughs> Dad was sitting there looking at I that was menu, trembling. just shaking. I was trembling. <laughs> I said, I, I said, and, and I didn't say this to the waitress, and I was waiting for the manager to come around, which they used to have this real nice manager over there on Seaco Drive that would come around every time and ask you how your day was and ask you if your meal was okay. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. He's probably too good to work for Cracker Barrel, so he's probably working for some great big restaurant right now just simply because he's a nice guy, right? But I was, I was so frustrated. I said, you know what? I'm just going to have the egg sandwich over well with bacon and hash brown casserole. So they got six or seven dollars out of it. Yeah, they didn't get the nine seventy nine. Man, and so that just is so crazy to me that that it it has changed. Like the old meals like that that have been there for forever years, like that that to me is interesting because I don't know. I mean, maybe it is the move, but I have a feeling there's probably a lot of I have a feeling there's a probably a lot of people that feel the exact same way that you do that are like, you know, I mean, that's just like, that's like basics, you know, you get people used to that and it's been there for years. Like, I mean, I get changes or things that you need to do to like make the company grow and all of that. I get that. But those are, 
that's just interesting. Or like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't work at Dude, it's, it's when you got people that are too smart for their own good. I'm not smart. I'll be the first one to admit I'm not smart. I, I, but I do have a little common sense. You know, if you got something that's working, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, but you've got so many people coming in nowadays that are just like, I would say, hey, let's break it so we can fix it. Yeah, I have a feeling somebody probably looked at it and was like, well, if you set it up this way to where everybody has to order everything individually, you're going to make more money. And that's probably the way they, that's probably why they made it that way so that you wouldn't be able to order your meal that you always get and you'd have to get it all individually. You know how I love, how much I love Cracker Barrel. I ain't been in Cracker Barrel in three weeks. Mm, wow. I'm still upset. Wow. You know, and, it, and it's not, you know, it's just the fact that they, it, it wasn't broke. Yeah. Why did you fix it? Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, my favorite thing though from there, I ha- always has been and always will be apple butter and biscuits. Oh, they, I mean, they've got good food yeah. and, and you can always find something to eat at Cracker Barrel. You can take the pickiest person in the world who don't like anything and they can at least find something to eat at Cracker Barrel because they got a wide, you know, a wide range of th- offerings. Yeah. You know, it's not just chicken. It's not just beef. It's not, you know, they've got a wide range of offerings. That's another reason I always like going to Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. you know. But when they come in there and they've, they've, they're taking away stuff that people want and then they're, they're modifying it and trying to convince you that you want this more than you wanted what you wanted. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it, 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 I, I don't know. I just, that cracker barrel has always angered me. There's this woman. <laughs> There's this woman that works behind the stand up there to seat people, okay? All right? Now, she's very old, okay? Elderly. She's very old, and she's very set in her ways. She does not need to be working behind the stand, okay? If she wants to work behind the scenes, making biscuits, I think that'd be perfect. But she doesn't need to be out front. Mm-hmm. So one day during COVID and they started lifting the, the, you know, you could actually go into the restaurants. You still had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And so you go up to the counter. I have my mask on and I said, table for one. And she said, well, it's going to be about 15 minutes. I looked in there and there wasn't but two people seated in the whole restaurant. And I said, excuse me? She said, it's going to be about 15 minutes. And I said, but there's tables available. She said, yeah, but we had a server that didn't show up today. And I said, so does that not mean that I can't sit down? I have to stand up for 15 minutes. I, I can't. And she rolled her eyes at me and went, <sighs> and snatched a menu and walked me over to my seat. Well, on my way over to my seat. Man, I would I would have to go to Waffle House after that. I took my mask off on the way to the seat, right? Mm-hmm. I am three feet away from my seat. She stops, turns around, and tells me, you have to have your mask off to be seated. I said, ma'am, I'm three feet away from that chair right there that you're taking me to. I took my mask off, and I'm getting ready to sit down. I said, now, as soon as I sit down, I can take my mask off, right? Right. But I have to have it on to take three more steps. Right. So I said, I ain't going to do it. 
I ain't going to put my mask on. And then she went over and laid the menu down on the table, and I went over and sat down. And I sat there for about 15 minutes before anybody came over and asked me. And I said, look, I just want coffee until y'all get ready to take my order. That's all I want. That's the first thing that old woman did that made me mad. Second thing she did that made me mad one time, I went in over there. And I'd, I'd had preferred to sit in the area closest to the, the store part. Though, you know, we're, I don't want to sit on the other side of the wall. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather sit over here on this side of the wall rather than on the other side of the wall. Cause I feel like a lot of times on the other side of the wall, you get lost. That's, that's no man's land over there. Okay. So this old woman, now Jesse, I ain't lying about this. <laughs> On this side of the wall, there was about five or six tables that were occupied. There were probably about eight or ten tables that were not occupied. She starts walking me on the other side of the wall where there's nobody. Nobody. And I said to myself, self, just don't say anything. Keep your mask on. Go over there and sit down. And thank her for seating. I went over there and I sat down. Took my mask off. I already knew what I wanted, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And finally, I flagged down a server that I saw come out of this out of the door on this side of the wall, and I flagged her down. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, I said, is there anybody serving over here on this side today? And she goes, well, no, there's nobody in the restaurant. You should be, she should have sat you on the other side. Did you request to be sit over here? And I said, no, ma'am, I did not. Dude, I would, I wanted to strangle that old woman. Dude, I bet she did that to you on purpose. I guarantee you she did. I that bet she remembers you like you remember her. All right. So your mom and I go in there one day, right? <laughs> this old woman's still working at the stand. All right. I told Donna. I told you, Mama, I said, you go up there and get us a table. I said, because if I go up there, we ain't ever going to get seated. Your I guess mama, if anybody knows her, you should send her this episode. Your Mama goes up and gets us a table, and she turns around. This place is full. She turns around and motions for me to come on. We ain't even had to wait. I was so mad I could spit nails, buddy. You know. Hold on. Say it to me again. When your Mama went, I went, I was hiding. Yeah. In the store. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the old woman to see me. Right. Your mama goes up to the stand and tells her table for two. And the place was really busy. And she got set immediately. But let me tell you, when that old woman saw me following your mama to the table, she knew then she'd messed <laughs> up. Because <laughs> if she'd seen me, we would never would have got a table. No. <sighs> so anyway. Yeah, don't, don't stop going to Cracker Barrel. I'm not saying that at all. Cracker Barrel's still a good place to go eat. I'm just saying that we we sometimes we're just too smart for our own good. Yeah. That's all I'm trying that's all I'm trying to say. Is just if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't just change something just to be changing something. Yes, changes need to be made. And if you ain't changing, you're dying. I get it. I hear all that. But man, you don't go in there and mess up the Uncle Herschel's favorite of all things. All right, so I got a question for you, and we've kind of joked about this and talked about it before. And talking about this just made me think about it. You're talking about all the menu changes they're doing anyways. Right. Well, we've jokingly joked about what if there was a bald-headed country boy breakfast, and my curiosity is wondering what you would have that be. 
Mm. What would be a bald-headed country boy breakfast for you at Cracker Barrel? Four eggs over medium, a slab of country ham big as the plate, all the biscuits and gravy that you wanted to eat, and grits. That is so different than what mine would be. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. So I don't know how we would form the, t- this the plates together. This would probably some stupid oatmeal with fruit. And- or if it – that's not necessarily what's going to be at all, but it's diff- definitely different than what you just ordered, and I don't know how we would form the two together or if it would be where you'd have to bring your bald-headed buddy to order this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell you me can't what- come in by yourself. Tell me what yours would be. Um, well, first of all, apple butter and biscuits. I already told you, like, that is either I need that before the meal comes out or during the meal. Okay. No doubt. I'd love at least two pieces of bacon, maybe a third. I don't, no, you got to, you got, how many eggs you got? You got any eggs yet? Um, eggs? I'm going to get probably at least one, maybe two eggs. I got to have two eggs. Yeah. And one egg just makes me mad. I do want a piece of sausage. I like their sausage. Okay. Because I like to take my egg and throw it on a biscuit with the sausage. That's pretty great, man. We okay. Add a cracker barrel. That's pretty stellar. Um, And then, yeah, straight up. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think. I could get, if the hash brown casserole is fresh, if it's fresh, I would like a little bit of that on the side, too. But if it's not, don't bring that crap to my table. All right, you have just ordered the Sunrise Sampler. Okay, sorry. That's that's it's still on the menu. Okay, Sunrise Sampler is still on the menu. I think I've gotten it before. Now that two you two eggs, it. you get a strip of bacon, uh, sausage. Well, I want a little more bacon than what they give me, and a I little guess. piece of country ham. Yeah, okay. and I don't want the country ham though. See, so you got plenty of country ham. I don't need that. No, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about. No, I know the sunrise sampler. Yeah, you've ordered. You've just you've described the sunrise sampler as your bald headed country boy breakfast. Pretty much, except for more bacon, no country ham, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that needs to slide in there too. But it, this is breakfast, so you. Oh, I tell you what, I would take. I tell you what, I would take. What? This is a swerve. Okay, one blueberry pancake on the side with the blueberry sauce. Oh, I don't like blueberry pancakes. Man, that's pretty great, man. I want my Catherine pancakes. got me put on that. You remember that syrup we got that last time? Yeah, man, I love that stuff. I want my pancakes plain. I don't want no. I don't want no fruit in them. I don't want no strawberries. Don't want no blueberries. Don't. I want my pancakes plain. I want regular butter. I don't want margarine. I want regular butter, and I want hot syrup to go on top mm. of it. Interesting. I would also take um some sort of like pancake taco kind of deal. Oh, dear. I don't think they do that at Cracker Barrel. They I don't, don't think do that, that would anywhere. be their vibe. But oh yeah, you do. It's called breakfast tacos, dude. Have you ever thought about going to work at uh, Cracker Barrel Corporate? You could screw that place up really quick. <laughs> or Taco Bell, maybe. Yeah, maybe Taco Bell. You know, you could. You they could. have breakfast, right? I think you. I think you're missing your calling. I think you need to go to work for Cracker Barrel Corporate. <laughs> You'd be right back up there with the NBA's changing everything. That's hilarious. I, I feel like there was something else I was going to ask you. I can't remember what it was. Regardless, anyways, I would what, like to hear a poll from our listeners of who would rather have my version of the bald headed country boy. There, yeah. Or your city-fied version of the bald-headed City-fied version. Yeah. That's hilarious. See, the problem is we moved our kids to the city 
back during the time, back during their adolescent years when they were really forming their opinions on things and they become city-fied and not country kids anymore. I was 17 when we moved up here, so. Still in a formative year. Still adolescent. <laughs> so they're city kids now. They're not country kids. Well, also, shout out to my buddy TJ Cantrell. Every time I talk about or eat apple butter and biscuits, I think of him because we were in college. It was like my – because he, he was several years older than me. He was my big brother in top five or ended up being my big brother in top five. Um, but uh, it was like the week before college started, so like impact week or something like yeah. that. And I was pulling in the parking lot, and him and a crew of other guys were pulling out going to Cracker Barrel. And they were like, hey, man, get in the car, come with us. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And they were like, oh, come on. And I was like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. And uh, TJ was like, because maybe at the time he might have been like my RA for that week or something like that. Regardless, he was like, do you want anything? Do you want me to bring you back? And I was like, how about some apple butter and biscuits? And I was like totally joking, you know, because like, I didn't think they would actually bring me anything back. Came back that evening to my dorm. There was apple butter and biscuits just chilling in my in my dorm room. That is so. a good friend right there. Yeah. That's a good dude. Yeah. That is a good dude. Um, So, funny story about Cracker Barrel and Pawpaw. Okay? Hit me. Well, older Pawpaw got, we didn't like him driving in town. We He still drove around his house and things like that. So, when he'd have doctor's appointments, my sister Sheila and I would take turns taking him to the doctor. And... Papa always wanted his doctor's appointment set where he could go to the doctor. Then after he got out of the doctor's office, it was lunchtime. He always wanted to eat while he was out. Right. And then we take him back home. And uh, so, you know, I love Cracker Barrel. Right. Even with all the mess that they've got. Drama. Drama. I still go to Cracker Barrel. Just, and, and, and But I'm having to figure out ways to get seated so that... This old woman don't see me, but anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I we would get out of the doctor's office, and uh, I'd get him in the car, and I'd say, "Well, you want you want to grab a bite on the way home?" And sometimes he'd say, "Well, let's just stop and get some crystals." Um, but most of the time, he wanted to go in and sit down and have a meal. Yeah. Okay. And I'd say, "Well, what do you think about Cracker Barrel?" He'd say, "I don't like it, old Barrel." Oh, I don't like that old barrel. <laughs> I say, why don't you like Cracker Barrel? It's too loud in there. I can't hear anything. It's just too loud. I can't hear anything in Cracker Barrel. I sit there thinking, you're 85 years old. You can't hear anything anyway. A that bomb could hilarious. go off in the car and you still wouldn't hear it. That you is know? hilarious. But I'd say, well, where, where would you prefer to go eat? Well, how about Shoney's? The man loved him some Shoney's. Yeah. He loved to go to Shoney's. And I did too. I remember going to Shoney's quite a bit growing yeah, up with you. Yeah, I love Shoney's. Paul, I remember Paul. I can specifically oh. remember him just chowing down. Dude, going there and get him. And watching that man eat was never really anything that was enjoyable. It it was not enjoyable, but Dad did make he, an art. But he enjoyed it. it. Yeah, <laughs> He really enjoyed He made an art. I think it was my cousin Corey that said one time, he said, I actually watched Uncle Jerry – eat a three-piece chicken dinner from Kentucky Fried Chicken going up Whipperwill Hill in a, in a pickup truck with a standard transmission, and he was eating and changing gears all the way up that hill. <laughs> Dude, and I, I was sitting there, that. And I was sitting there going, 
you know what? I've seen him do the same thing. There's no way I could do it. I'd dump that all on me. But he would not get it. I've seen him hold his hold the steering wheel with his elbows, eating coleslaw. Oh, my god! Out of the Kentucky dude. Fried Chicken container, going up Whippoorwill Hill, going toward Fairview, and changing gears with his other elbow. Dude, it's absolutely insane because I can remember him doing, like, not necessarily Kentucky Fried Chicken, but, like, I remember him having a plate full of food, a glass plate with a metal fork. Yeah. A full plate of food driving the stick shift Ford Ranger. And yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. Jerry Taylor never had no business buying a Ford Ranger or putting his big old butt in one. Well, he needed an F450, okay? And he had an F a Ford Ranger, yeah. okay? The smallest truck you could get. You got to turn that down. You're getting loud. I'm sorry. I'm just getting, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. I mean, that one side was weighed down because of where he sat in on it. He did, he did have a tendency to wear a seat out a little bit. Yeah, dude, he'd, that, he'd oh my gosh, man. Yeah, he'd, he'd wear the, 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 the side of the vehicle dad sat in all the time. The, the, the seat was a little bit lower on that side than it was but on the other side. Seriously, think about it. What possessed him to get the smallest truck you could buy? He, there was nothing about him that was small. Nothing, nothing. It was just, that's the way daddy was. That just don't make no sense. That's the way he was. He, he, he wanted, because he knew everybody would talk about it. Well, we're sitting here talking about it. And that's exactly, that was his whole point. I'm going to buy that Ranger. And I, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, driving that Ranger around. People can be saying, why did Jerry buy a Ranger? Well, it's just simply because Jerry wanted a Ranger, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, I, daddy made an art out of eating and, and, and hearing Corey tell, I think it was Corey, uh, tell that story of him going up Whippoorwill Hill, eating the, the, the Kentucky fried chicken out of the box, uh, Dry, steering the truck with his elbows and changing the gears with his other elbow while he was eating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I've seen him do it a thousand times. I never thought of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I, I saw it all the time. So I didn't think of it. But now you go, man, I took a lot of talent. Yeah. You know, either that or a lot of stupidity. I don't know which. Mm-hmm. But, yep, man loved to eat. That's hilarious. And he would take so long when he would eat. Smacking everybody would be done in thirty that. minutes, and Daddy's still going. I can, yeah, I can, I can remember conversations of me as a kid, like being pissed at him because we were like going somewhere, like wherever we were going, we had to wait till Paul was done eating, and he like just would eat so slow. I'd be like, dude, there's like one n- of the maddest times I'd ever been at my daddy was we had an I had an uncle. It was it was my. Grandma Sullivan's brother passed away. Yeah. And dad and I were working together and they had asked us to be pallbearers at the funeral. Right. So funeral started at 10 in Fairview. We were already in Nashville working and daddy said, we'll leave at nine and give us plenty of time to get back to the funeral home in Fairview. Right. At that time, you could have gotten there in about 40 minutes probably. So we get in the truck, that old Ranger, we're headed, we pull out of the parking lot, and Daddy goes, I'm going to stop right here at McDonald's and get us something to eat. I'm hungry. I said, Daddy, if we leave right now and get to the funeral home, we're going to be there only about 15 minutes before the funeral starts. Oh, it won't take us long. Well, it took us about 20 minutes in line at McDonald's. Right. I said, 
let me drive. You come over here and sit down and eat. Let me drive. So we switched, and I drove. <laughs> of course, we got behind every slow, white-haired old woman in a in, in a K car going back from Nashville back to Fairview. <laughs> we pull up in the parking lot, and I ran to the front door. Of course, Daddy, he just walking down, just, you know. I'm like, would you, would you come on? We opened the door to the funeral home, and you could already hear the music playing. They'd already closed the casket, started the funeral. Then we have to be escorted down in front of everybody to be seated with the pallbearers. That is. I was furious with him. Furious with him. Of course, they set me right next to Uncle Benny. Daddy on the other side. So Benny's on one side, Daddy's on the other side. Benny leans over and he goes, why are y'all late? And I leaned over and I said, Daddy had to stop and get something to eat. And he goes, figures. You know, <laughs> but I was furious with that man. And we got back. I didn't, I didn't even talk to him all the way back to work. We went to the funeral and everything, went back to work. I didn't even talk to him all the way back. I was so mad at him, I couldn't even speak. That's hilarious. But he was not going to that funeral without stopping and getting something to eat. That's outrageous, man. You know, but that was dad. That was the definitely. man was not going to. The man was not going to let you let you mess up a meal. Not his meal. <laughs> he sat down to eat, and when you'd say, "Daddy, come on, we got to go, we got to go," nope, we'll leave when I get through eating. And when he got through eating, we'd leave. And he might sit there for thirty minutes. He might sit there forty five minutes. He might sit there an hour. You know. And God forbid you get a buffet because he'll go back three times. Good Lord. You know, he'll go back three times to a buffet. Good Lord. You know. God bless him. I miss him. Oh, yeah, me too. It's it's fun to talk about these things now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually funny. But at the time, it wasn't funny. No. It was not funny at all. No. So, uh have we got how much more time we got? Well, I was about to say, I don't know. What do you think? I actually am not. I don't have to go do what I thought I was going to have to do this afternoon. Okay. So I'm not as, uh, you know, needed on time. So I, I did have some more recordings, but we've been going for an hour. So, I mean, it's up to you. You well, can keep going. I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you can... what I do. Let's end on a story. Okay. Let's do that. Let's and then we'll save story. those for next time. We're, we're talking about, you know, the funny things that people do. And, and, and this is a, I think this will be a funny way to, to end today, because because of my rant, and I promise I will not have a rant next Sunday, and I promise I'll get up on on the right side of the bed. So, That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Papa T's first rant. I have been asked to tell this story by a couple of cousins of mine. Okay. Okay. My grandma Sullivan passed away on a Monday morning. Okay. And she requested that her grandsons be pallbearers at her funeral. Right. All right. I had a vasectomy on Thursday before she died on Monday. Good Lord. I wasn't supposed to pick up more than five pounds. Okay. But when her funeral came around on Wednesday, I was determined I was going to be a pallbearer because she wanted that. Mm-hmm. So here were the pallbearers at her funeral. Me, the oldest grandson, that had a procedure on Thursday. Jeff Sullivan, the second to the oldest grandson, who was in good shape. Okay? 
Keith Sullivan, who was getting over back surgery. All right. Matt Sullivan, who was probably, I don't know how old Matt was, trying to think, 12 maybe, and no bigger than your little finger. Yeah. Blake Sullivan, who was probably nine, okay, and who would have been the 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 the, the last Paul Bear? I'm trying to remember who the other one was. Corey, mm-hmm. Corey Stenson. So we're all first cousins, right? Right. So when we get there, we're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to put. Travis and Jeff across from each other on one at the front. We're going to put Keith and Corey across from each other in the back, and we're going to put Blake and Matthew, the two smallest ones, in the middle. Okay? So out of six pallbearers, we had two able-bodied pallbearers. The rest of us were either little or recovering from procedures. Right. All right? So we get we – get, Get her loaded up in the hearse, drive over to the gravesite. And we, you know, everything's fine. We get up there to the back of the hearse, you know, and of course the funeral director gives you instructions on how to get the casket out, <laughs> how to turn the casket and so forth and so on. Well, we, the way they had it loaded, we, Keith and Corey were closest to the, the, the rear end of the, the hearse. Yeah. So they were going to be the last ones to grab the casket when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Right? Jeff and I were in the back. Blake and Matthew in the middle. So we're pulling, the, the, we started pulling the, the casket out, and it's coming out pretty slow. And then it comes time for Corey and Jeff, uh, Corey and Keith to pick up. And all of a sudden, that casket rolls off that last roller mm. and slams on the bumper mm. of the hearse and goes, <laughs> and the whole rear end of that hearse is bouncing up and down. I just imagine my grandma was in there like a, her head, bouncing, like a bobblehead in there, you know. And so I'm like, I'm back here. I can't, I'm back at the back. I can't see what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? You know? And then, all of a sudden, that whoever didn't pick up, which I know now who it was, uh-huh. didn't pick their part up, uh-huh. right? Picks up, and I'm like, okay, we got it. Yeah. And we had to walk up a little hill, right? lay the casket on the racks, roll it up there, and stop it. <laughs> Bobblehead. And so they then said, well, all your pallbearers line up over here. So we all lined up, and I ended up standing next to, standing next to my cousin Jeff. Yeah. And I said, dude. What happened up there? And I'm quoting my cousin Jeff. He said, dumbass Keith forgot to pick up. (laughs) And I went, what? And I turned and I leaned forward and I looked at Keith and Keith just kind of looked at me and shook his head. Yeah, I didn't pick up. Oh my gosh. We have always laughed at the dropping of our grandmother at the, at the hearse. You know, we didn't actually drop her on the ground, but we did yeah. drop her on the bumper of the hearse, getting her up to her gravesite. And I'll tell you, my grandma, when she got mad about something, she'd let you have it. And I'll bet you in heaven she was letting us have it for <laughs> dropping her. She She's probably thinking, 
I should have gotten somebody else to be Paul Bears. I knew good and well. Y'all probably dropped me, get me to my grave. I could just hear fussing about it, you know. But yeah, we, so we, we did. We almost dropped my grandma. Now, how old would I have been then? Um, seven, six. You were six. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I may remember that. It was, I mean, how do you forget to pick up a casket? Yeah. You know, you're there, you have one job. And that one job is to hold on to the handle and get them on the rack. Mm-hmm. You know? But I will say this. We have talked about, she has been gone now 23 years. And very rarely a time goes by that when we get together as a family, we don't bring up that one incident. It's kind of mm-hmm. like me, kind of like me swallowing the doorknob. Mm. It comes up. And so, Shout out to my cousin Keith, who didn't pick up the casket and dropped our grandmother at her grave. You have provided us with 23 years of comedy relief. <laughs> and so, you know what, my brother? If you outlive me, I want you to be a pallbearer at my funeral. And if you drop me, so be it. People will be talking about it for the next 23 years. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, it's a funny thing. It, it, people don't, people don't, remember anything about funerals and weddings and stuff like that, unless something happens like the dropping of a casket. That was funny. We talk about it all the time. So in every time for the last 23 years, we've gotten together, that story comes up. (laughs) We all laugh and we remember my grandmother. Yeah. So what if stuff happens? It's hilarious. You know, so what if somebody almost drops a casket we still talk about it. It's hilarious. She didn't really care, you know, and it's funny. So don't sweat the don't sweat the 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 things that don't don't happen the way they're supposed to because that's what you'll talk about for the next quarter century. Yeah, you know. So yeah, dropping my grandma at the cemetery. That's pretty wild, dude. Pretty wild. Yeah. Hold on to your grandma if you're Paul Bear now. Hold on to your grandma. Hold on to your grandma. So you ain't got anything else you want to tell everybody before we roll up out of this joint? Well, don't stop eating a Cracker Barrel. And don't stop eating a Panera Bread. You go in there, be good to people, whether they're good to you or not. Yep. Love everybody. And just... Try to make somebody's day a little bit better. Be good to everybody. Yeah. Love everybody. Yeah. That's all I can say, bro. Well, I got something to say, and it's from, uh, you know, something I thought about last week during our episode, and that's just, I'd like to, I I learned a lot about Pawpaw that I didn't know just from us sitting down and having that conversation last week. And I thought, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that would probably enjoy to hear about you know, their grandparents and great grandparents like I did. And I just, you know, thought I'd like, I'd like to encourage y'all to talk to your parents and talk to your grandparents and sit down with them and have a hour and just ask them, interview them kind of. And, uh, yeah, man, you got a recording device on your phone now. So there's really no reason why you don't do what we've been doing. Because you forget stuff. Because you do forget stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 Time takes over, yeah. and 
you know, the, you do forget the, the things that they told you. You know, we, your mom and I did something really cool yesterday. What? And, uh, I, I loved it. I had, I had a good day yesterday. I had a lot of fun. So I have known my mother-in-law ever since I was six years old. She was, uh, I've told this before. My wife and I played on a little league baseball team. Right. I was six and she was five. And her mom and daddy were our coaches. So I've known Wanda Johnson since I was six years old. I have been a part of her family for 36 years. I dated their daughter three years, and then we'll be married 33 years, the 18th day of August this year. So for 36 years, I've eaten meals at Wanda Johnson's table. Right. Breakfast meals, lunch meals, dinner meals, so many meals at that house. One thing that she has made over the years that I love and have never had any other that was as good as hers is her strawberry jam. Yeah. I love that stuff. They make the best peanut butter and jam sandwiches you have ever eaten in your life. Mm-hmm. They're good on that strawberry jam is good on just about anything. So yesterday we went out and we made seventeen pints of strawberry jam with grandmama. Yeah. And we had the best time doing it. It was so much fun. Um she didn't do a lot. She didn't feel real good, but she was there critiquing every little thing that we did. And watching us and making sure we didn't mess something up. Yeah. So I am very grateful for the, for that day, that time that we got to spend with her doing something that we have enjoyed for years. And I thought, well, it's time for us to figure out how to make this jam because that's something that we, we want to continue having when, when she's gone to heaven, you know, which is going to happen one day. Yeah, I hope it's a long time from now. I've still got a lot to learn from that woman. You you got to tell on her a little bit though, because you was telling on her a minute ago when you was telling this. Um, it was hilarious. She, uh, what was I telling? Well, just about how her response every time. Oh you yeah, ask okay. Her a question. Yeah. So we when we're we're you know we had a recipe, and I've got the recipe, and and I'm starting to put stuff in the pot, and she goes. Now, I always put a little water in there. I said, well, how much water do you put in there? I don't know. <laughs> she said, I just put water in there. And I said, okay. So I reached over and I got a glass. I filled it about halfway up, poured it over in there. And she goes, oh, I don't think I put that much in there. <laughs> I said, well, you got to tell us. That. And so we, your mom and I were talking on the way home. And she said, I'll bet you mama has made thousands of pints of that strawberry jam. And she acted like she had never made it before a day in her life. Because every time we'd ask her something, she'd go, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just do it. I don't know. I just do it. So when we got finished, we are sitting there and we are looking at the, you know, I love when I can anything or do something like that, I love to look at it and love to sit there and wait for the cans to pop. Yeah. You know, I want to hear them all pop. And I just <laughs> want to look at them. They look so pretty, you know. That's hilarious. So we had them all lined up there and and I said, you know what? I said, I'm really proud of the way that turns out. I said, they're all so pretty and everything. And she goes, yeah. She said, uh, I said, it took us two hours to cook it all. 
And she said, well, it's cause you had somebody there helping you. <laughs> she said, when I did it all those years, I had to do it by myself and said, it took me a lot longer to do it. And I said, yeah, but how much water did you put in there? She said, I told you, I don't know how much water I put in there. I just put whatever I put in there. So yes, she's still feisty. She's still feisty. That's how you know grandmama's going to be okay for a while. Cause she's still, when she's got her feist, she's still okay. Oh, she's still feisty, no doubt. She's still feisty. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we, we got to make the strawberry, make the strawberry jam yesterday and that was awesome. And then, uh, and we got to hang out with her for a little while and, and uh, we're already planning on going back down there one Saturday and, and maybe making some tomato juice or something. That's cool. Yeah. I, I ended up with a jar of that. Y'all gave me a jar of that to take over to Catherine's apartment and that was, that was cool. We're, we're excited to jump it's into that. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Make you reach up and slap your mama. That's right. Well, sit down and talk to your parents and your grandparents and just ask them questions. And like, you know, even dad mentioned, sit down with your phone and record it and just, uh, you don't, you may not get another chance to do that. You never know. So make it happen. It's been fun for us to sit back and listen to these tapes of ours. Mm-hmm. So sure has. Um, good ranting with you today. Good ranting with you today. Have have good customer service if you're working. I know if you're working in retail or having to deal with people, <laughs> it's not easy. It is not easy. It is tasking, and it is – I get it. But if you are in one of those positions, you know, try your best to put a smile on your face. It don't, it don't take that – it takes more muscles to frown, I think, than it does to smile, if I, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure I've been told that somewhere along the way. Just think about that. Try to put your smile on your face. I need to do it more often too. You know, we got, we talked about flipping the bird a week or two ago and, you know. <laughs> well, we talked about that gesture that you use in parking lot or parking situation or driving situations which you don't need to use. Right. That and. Yeah. So. The birdie. Yeah. But, you know, just keep a smile on your face. Keep your birds down. And love everybody. Love everybody. Well, pop. I love you. Love you too, bud. Thanks for hanging with me again. And uh next time, we might bust out some recording since we didn't this time. We got on a rant. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I think that's some of our some of our best podcasts, the ones where we just come in here and you never know what's going to come up. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I like going back and listening to them. There you go. Me too. Yeah. And we thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you share. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Do all of those fun things. If you like listening to original music, I got some of that out there. Jesse Wayne Taylor. Just look my name up anywhere you buy or stream music. If you would like to buy some merch, we got some of that too. JesseWayneTaylor.com. We got some bald-headed country boy t-shirts, and I got some Jesse Wayne Taylor shirts and hats and um, maybe a koozie or something on there as well. But yeah, if you want any of that stuff, we can hook you up. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. And, uh, yeah, I guess we will see you next time. Peace out. Peace. You don't